We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. On the Vandal Sports Network from Learfield. He drops back under pressure. A few Vandals in his face and he goes down. Live from the Fairfield by Marriott in Moscow. And Idaho takes their first lead of the game with 54 seconds left to go. Welcome to the Vandal Football Coaches Show presented by Leita Credit Union. Why Leita? Stop by Leita Credit Union and they'll show you why. A full hour of Vandal football talk with the head coach of the Vandals, Jason Eck. An inside look at upcoming games, player interviews, and much more. Tonight's Idaho Vandal Coaches Show is also brought to you in part by Coors Light, Mountain Cold Refreshment Made to Chill, Coors Brewing Company Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. Projectfilter.org. Are you ready to quit smoking or vaping? Call 1-800-QUIT-NOW. The Vandal Store, your home for all your Vandal gear. Visit VandalStore.com. Immunize Idaho. Choose to get vaccinated. Learn more at ImmunizeIdaho.org. Case Construction and your Red Zone dealer. Burke's Tractor in Twin Falls and Caldwell. Coca-Cola with zero sugar and now even more delicious. Is the new Coca-Cola Zero Sugar the best Coke ever? Find out for yourself. And by the Idaho Department of Transportation. Engaged driving is safe driving. And now live from the Fairfield by Marriott in Moscow, along with Vandal head football coach Jason Eck, here's the voice of the Idaho Vandals, Chris King. 
Good evening and welcome into the Fairfield by Marriott in Moscow here on the Vandal Coaches Show presented by Leta Credit Union. We are in the thick of football season. We're fresh off of what was an outstanding atmosphere. The Vandals playing in front of a sold-out crowd uh, against Montana national television audience. And uh, uh, we turn to, as we always do, the head coach of the Idaho Vandals, Jason Eck. And uh, just a quick preview. We've got a great lineup of guests tonight. Caleb Heim, the strength and conditioning coach for the Vandals, will be here. Jermaine Jackson, outstanding wide receiver for the team, will stop by as well. But coach, uh, that game Saturday lived up to the billing of a a classic Idaho-Montana matchup. The Grizz do get the victory 23 to 21 uh, how do you look back on that game well well first off i want to thank our fans our, our fans our students i mean what what an atmosphere i mean i think that was a uh, as good as atmosphere as you'd have in college football you know it might, might be a little uh a few more people at clemson or lsu or something but i think that was every bit as good every bit as intense and uh you know i just think back to my first game uh, that i was the head coach here against drake at home you know what a difference the crowd was and you know a year and a half to, to a year less than that to, to that crowd that was uh, an incredible atmosphere, incredible uh, uh, home field advantage. And then, uh, you know, very proud of our players. You know, I, I thought they really battled and competed. Uh, you know, I think it's easy sometimes uh, when you get down in a game, you're down 20 points to uh, get discouraged. But I, I thought our kids really kept fighting to the end and gave ourselves a chance. So th- those are my two biggest uh, takeaways. I think I can coach a little better. You know, I think I got to make sure we're, we're ready. Uh, to play uh, in those games. I think I didn't do a good enough job preparing the guys for the the environment because that was that, that game was a little different than probably any other game they had played in the Kibbe Dome. And I, I think we had some, you know, uncharacteristic errors. You know, the first third down, we snapped the ball in the wrong count. And, uh, you know, I think we should have probably simplified some things in the game plan knowing, you know, the stage we were on just to try to, you know, help the players play fast. Uh, so, you know, good learning for me of things I, I got to coach better. Um, we were just talking about the rule. I got I to know the, the rule better on the uh, onside kick, you know, with breaking the plane and do a better job putting Hayden there because that was a great effort by him to get that kick. And uh, like we said, I, I think if he was six inches back, it wouldn't have had an effect. He still would have got it. So uh, definitely some uh, some tough lessons, but was so encouraged by the uh, the crowd and so encouraged by the you know, the mental toughness of our team to respond and have a chance to win the game in the fourth quarter. You mentioned that onside kick, and uh, we were, you and I were talking about it right before we got on the air. And uh, watching it, uh, again, the letter of the law, it appears like it was the correct call, but it was just by an eyelash, and I'm not sure it had an impact on the play. So not saying it's the wrong call, but uh, yeah. just an interesting thing to see happen that the odds are stacked against you to recover an onside kick and just tough to see something that small kind of get in the way after a great recovery. Yeah, I, uh, you know, uh, it, it's funny, uh, you know, Aaron Best, uh, who's in our conference, the head coach at Eastern, he is on the uh, the NCA rules committee, and he always asks us what, uh, you know, anything we want to address, and I've never really had anything. I've never thought of anything. Now I have something to address because I think the, uh, uh, to me, it makes no sense that the rule is they're, they're very lenient for onsides on normal kickoffs. Uh, you know, again, as I went, went back through the game tape after seeing us got called for offsides, I, I brought up two to our head of officials that were, you know, on other kickoffs where their guys had like a foot down over the line and did not get called. And they, you know, they said, yeah, those should have been called. But, you know, it doesn't do, do you any good after the fact. But uh, I think it should be consistent all the time. You know, whatever the rule is, it should be every kickoff held to that same standard just to, to uh, make it a simple rule for players and stuff. That's a complicated rule to know. You can be uh, in the neutral zone on a regular kickoff, but you can't on an onside kick. And then how do you handle surprise onside kicks, all that? I, I, just, I just think that's a foolish rule that could be adjusted. But, uh, you got to play it by whatever the rules are the day of the game. And uh, 
Uh, again, we were slightly, uh, you know, his feet were behind the line, but his upper body had a little lean over the line on that play. And, uh, you know, it's a shame because I think we would have had that. But, you know, our defense did a great job getting us the ball back uh, in that situation. Um, you know, another thing I got to coach better uh, is just, you know, our, our timeout usage. Again, really at the end of the game, we had to take a timeout. And I hadn't done a good job preparing the guys for, you know, just, hey, never call timeout. Let me handle the timeouts. I tell the officials that, but I had not done a good job of addressing the players with that because that could have saved us some time because at that time we took a timeout. Uh, when the play clock was going down, it would have been much more valuable to have that 40 seconds that we could save than five yards. You know, we ended up throwing a 22-yard touchdown pass the next play. I think it still would have been a 27-yard touchdown pass if uh, if we had five seconds, and that might have given us the ball instead of, you know, 52 seconds at the end of the game, a minute and 32. But uh, so, you know, definitely some uh, some hard lessons to learn in that game, but uh, we'll bounce back. I think we got a really resilient team, and I think we've seen that all year. Uh, from this football team, have been very resilient in conference play, and I thought we came back, had a good practice today. We're kind of, uh, you know, you're not talking this as a bye week as much as an improvement week. I think we have to get better, and, and really got to improve as our consistency. You know, get, even if you look at our, our two losses, uh, you know, in, the, in our loss to Cal, you know, we had a stretch where we outscored him 17 nothing, and then this game after, you know, going down uh, 20 to nothing. You know, we outscored them 21 to three at the end of the game. So even in our losses, we've had periods of time where we've played at a high level. We we got to be at a consistent, higher level that we've been playing uh, to you know go through these last four games and hopefully earn some more time after that to play uh, after these four regular season games. I do want to circle back to the environment of that game Saturday. I got goosebumps up in the press box when the team ran out on the field and the roar from the crowd. What was it like for you leading the team out on the field and just feeling the energy from the packed dome? Awesome. I, I think our players uh, mentioned it. We talked about that a little bit in our non-football meeting this week. Just, uh, you know, you know, the guys were couldn't believe how, how awesome it was or how loud it was. And, uh, you know, they talked about different moments. They talked about, uh, you know, Keyshawn's sack, how loud it got, or, or, or Hayden's second touchdown when we cut it to two. Um, you know, just there's a lot of plays in the game where the place was, was going bananas. And uh, just awesome to see. And, again, I think that's uh, – you know, hopefully we can keep building that so that's a regular occurrence uh, in the Kibbe Dome. Uh, but it was certainly for the first game like that, uh, incredible, incredible to see. And, uh, you know, again, I think that's, you know, to be a consistent elite in and out every year team, uh, which I think we can be, that's what those are the crowds you need. You know, those are the crowds that uh, North Dakota State has had over the years and South Dakota State has now and the Montana schools have. And, uh, you know, I think that was a great a great start for us. Hopefully we got to keep this momentum going and no better opportunity than two weeks here against uh, Montana State against a very good team. I think back to the other loss of the year against Cal, and, and even in that game when the Vandals fall, they were up early. So this was kind of uncharted territory for this season. Being behind early in the game, how was it navigating that? That's just something the Vandals haven't had to deal with this year. Yeah, you know, it was different. You know, I, I, I kind of regret, you know, I, I, my thought with uh, deferring the opening kickoff is I just thought, hey, our crowd's into it. It might be good to uh, let our, uh, you know, defense get out there first where the crowd could be really loud and, and get into the game. Uh, you know, I think we've played so well on offense first. Probably if I had to do it again, I might have taken the ball, you know, and just, uh, you know, it's kind of almost a routine, you know, we've gotten into. And, you know, our offense went, uh, you know, where they've scored every first drive where they got the ball for us. This game we didn't score our fourth drive, you know. So I think that, uh, you know, that hurt us, you know, in, in this football game. But, uh, 
still, you know, a great environment. Again, I think there's some things that we can build on that I'm, you know, proud. Again, proud of how the defense played in the second half. Uh, you know, proud of how the offense, uh, you know, competed, especially, you know, Giovanni and Hayden. I thought Giovanni really battled and extended plays, you know, both of his touchdown passes. He did a great job of, you know, escaping some rush and getting outside. Uh, we got to continue to protect better. We got to continue to get better on uh, third down on defense and get off the field more uh, to get the ball back to our offense. Uh, but, you know, those are things that we, uh, you know, worked hard on this week. Again, chatting with the head coach of the Idaho Vandals, Jason Eck, here on the Vandal Coaches Show, presented by Late Credit Union, talking about Saturday's matchup with Montana, that two-point loss to the Grizz. Of course, later on in the show, we'll, we'll kind of talk more about the bye week. This is the bye week, so no game, but certainly doesn't mean that uh, everyone within the program uh, isn't busy and uh, resting up and getting ready for that final stretch run of the regular season. You talked about the protection. Because of uh, an injury, there had to be some reshuffling on the offensive line going into the game. Uh, because of another health issue there had to be some reshuffling during the game uh, how much was that a curveball to deal with yeah you know, it was a shame I, I felt really bad for Eli Sanchez he's been doing a good job and has played a lot of football for us started a lot of games over the last two years and uh, you know on Wednesday's practice you know during our two-minute drill just kind of took an awkward step out on a screen pass and uh, ended up tearing his meniscus so he actually underwent surgery today and it's going to be a season end- ending surgery uh, you know, we had moved Eli in the uh, Cal Poly game to to guard and moved uh, um, Zoe, Nate as a party, to center. Uh, we ended up then, uh, during the game, Tagana suffered a concussion, uh, and so we mo- we ended up putting in Leighton Vining, uh, a true freshman. And I-, I thought he really acquitted himself. You know, those last two touchdown drives, he was the center. You know, and there's a true freshman, a little undersized right now, about, you know, 272 pounds. He's from Liberty High School down in the uh, – uh, you know, Phoenix, Arizona metro area. And uh, I thought he acquitted himself well for his, you know, he had played, I think, garbage time at Lamar and Cal Poly, but this was like his really first, uh, you know, high pressure action in a, in a close game. And uh, I thought he did a nice job. He ended up getting our shield award for the game, which is our, you know, our top blocker in the game. So I thought that was great. And that's, you know, that's what we need to establish where, you know, next man up, the guy's got to step up when they get opportunities. And, uh, you know, again, I think he's a guy now who we're planning on playing the whole year. He was under four games, still is under four games, but I think we're going to need him through the whole year. And again, hopefully with having this bye week, you know, maybe we'll have a chance of getting Tagana back for Montana State. Well, I know it wasn't the start the defense was hoping for in that first half. Boy, did they have a, a fantastic second half. Limited the Grizz to just three points. They had just two first downs, 48 total yards in the second half. Uh, what did the defense do different in that second half to limit them to such a degree? You know, I, I think really executed better. I think we did a better job of, uh, you know, just tightening down. You know, we, we wanted to play quite a bit of zone against them to get eyes on screen and draws. And, you know, we kind of tightened down our outside linebackers. I think early they had some success running the ball because we were a little too wide with our backers. And then, uh, you know, they hit a long touchdown on a play uh, where we went man for a snap. And we really had a bad matchup. Uh, we, had, we had to get a better matchup. They were able to get number five on, you know, our Sam linebacker, which is a good matchup for them. Uh, and he beat us for a long pass play. So uh, played better. You know, I think tackled better. Uh, we're more physical in the second half with the line of scrimmage. I thought they got a little bit too much push early on us. Uh, but really did a good job on defense getting the stops. Uh, we needed because, uh, you know, again, at really every series they scored in the first half, the last, you know, the last series, the first half, they kind of ran out of time and then to only hold them to one field goal in the second half, uh, you know, was, was impressive. So, uh, you know, again, we got to we got to be consistent. We got to play how we're capable of playing. 
uh, and you're, you're not always going to play perfect. You're not always going to play your best, but you want to make sure you're you're near your best even on your off days, and you got to do that on a consistent level. So uh, we got to take that throughout a whole game. But was very proud of you know the last couple stops, the stop when we were down uh, you know eight to get us the ball back, and then the stop. Uh, you know, after the onside kick. Sometimes those are deflating moments where you, you know you thought you had the onside kick, then you don't get the onside kick. You know, it's real easy sometimes to let up, and that, you know that was a situation where if they got a first down, it's over. They take a knee, and so for the defense to uh, hold and get the ball back and stop them on fourth down, awesome, uh, and gave us a chance. You know, we had the ball uh, down uh, two. You know, or we had a pretty good kicker. You know, we knew we had to get to about the 41-yard line. I think that was probably our longest we would we, we would attempt it, about a 58-yarder. Uh, which so it wasn't you know really long. We had a you know travel it was probably uh, 30, 35 yards we needed to go. And with our offense, they felt good about it. You know, uh, JJ had started the last drive with about a 40-yard gain. You know, right off the bat. So uh, you know, I was optimistic uh, even with us having 52 seconds. But uh, they had a nice uh, twist that uh, got pressure on the quarterback. And you know, credit to them. I think they played really physical. They, we got to play more physical than we did. Uh, I got to get our team better with that this week, and that's a point of emphasis. Any other, and this, we might have covered them, play or two. I know in a game like this, when the margin of error ends up being so thin, there's a lot that you can look at, but a turning point, a moment or two in that game, whether a small under-the-radar thing or something that maybe stood out to folks more? You know, they had three explosive plays in the game, and two of them were on the uh, uh, the second and third drive, you know, which they had got touchdowns on, so... They had a, uh, you know, Ricardo punted amazing. You know, he had two punts inside the uh, 10. Um, you know, I think some people, you know, you know, don't like how much I go for it in first, first uh, or fourth down, but, you know, that shows you, that, you know, playing that field position game doesn't always work because we pinned him twice, you know, pretty deep inside the 10, and credit to them, they made two long drives. But uh, the first play of the uh, third drive, we allowed him to have, we missed a tackle, missed a few tackles, and we were probably too wide with our alignment. And uh, Gilman makes a nice, you know, like 50-yard run to get field position. And then the, uh, you know, the long pass play, they hit the junior Berg. And I thought those were really the two key, you know, big plays early that built the lead. And, you know, we were, we were by the time we got to our third time, we had the ball on offense. We're down 17 nothing. Then the, that series, we had a few uh, penalties. You know, I think we hurt ourselves. You know, just with some, uh, you know, anxious things, you know, jumping off sides. And, again, I think we probably had too many audibles. Like, when we played at Montana last year and beat them. We had no audibles in the game plan. Usually at home we like the audible, but I think, you know, I should have had a little better foresight that, uh, you know, this was going to be an emotional game. This was going to be a charged game. You know, the Dome was probably louder than it's ever been when we're on offense, too, you know, you know, more so. So, you know, we had a, we had a third down. There was a fumbled snap where the center snapped it on the wrong snap count. And, uh, you know, I think that's something that we got to coach to keep it simpler, just understanding that the, the nerves would be there, you know, kind of like almost like when you're in a, you know, national championship games are kind of the same way. You know, you have a game, you know, a lot of our guys never played on ESPN too. There's a little bit more nerves that go into that, and uh, we got to help them uh, with that. So uh, just a little errors like that I think were key plays. And then, uh, you know, down the stretch, uh, you know, we battled, but uh, came up a little short. Hayden Hatton. Uh, another spot where he ends up in the top of the record book. He had his 27th and 28th career receiving touchdowns. And boy, did they come at big moments in that game, too. Number 28 puts him all alone. 
number one for career receiving touchdowns for the Vandals. Uh, we talked to him on this week's Vandal Insider podcast that will come out tomorrow and, and talk to him about that. And maybe that's kind of the nice thing having the bye week is, you know, sometimes I know you're getting ready for the next thing where we kind of had a chance to, to talk about that a little bit more with him. But uh, how special is it to continue to see him to add on to his legacy? What a neat deal. And again, it is kind of neat to have a bye week now so you can stop and smell the roses and enjoy, you know, that's a. Uh, a heck of a record to say you've caught more touchdown passes as Idaho Vandal than anyone in the history of the, the program. And that program goes back over 100 years. Uh, that's impressive. And uh, I think they had a little video going on social media today that has all 28 of his uh, touchdown catches. And hopefully we can add a lot more and make this a really tough uh, record to break. Uh, but uh, what a warrior. You know, I thought he played great. Uh, in the game, and you know, that's what you need. When you have big-time games and bright lights, you want uh, your best players to play their best, and uh, he surely did. Um, you know, what, what a, uh, you know, just legacy he's going to have these last couple of years, how he's played against Montana. You know, he play, he's played tremendous and had four touchdown catches the last two years against him, and, you know, it was neat, and uh, he kept playing hard. Uh, uh, you know, again, both those plays were a little bit off scramble-type situations where, uh, you know, they kind of dropped coverage on him, and Vonnie found him, but... Uh, you know, very, very proud of him, uh, the way he competed and the way he played in that game. Speaking of playing Montana, I would say the battle for the little brown Stein, the intensity seems to be ratcheted up these last two years, where this rivalry, since the Vandals have been back to the big sky, it's obviously a big game, but after these last two matchups, I feel like on both sides, uh, the intensity is very much fair, and uh, as tense as it's been for decades and decades, uh, would you say that's the case? No, it's, 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 a, it's a sincere rivalry, and uh, you know, I think our I think we hate them and they hate us and that's the way it should be when a rivalry you know so I know our fresh or our, our students gave them a good greeting when they came out on the field and uh, you know I, there's no love lost uh, between our two programs uh, without a doubt but uh, you know hats off to them you know again they got the bragging rights I, I wish we played them every year you know we don't play them next year um, you know maybe we'll see them in the playoffs or something I know that uh, I think playoff games are not for the little Brownstein if I'm correct I don't I don't know the official bylaws but. Uh, um, you know, we'll have to wait two years to, to get that Stein back, but uh, who knows? You could always see them in the playoffs again. Well, when you and I talked to Mark Schlereth last week on the podcast, he talked about the 1988 team, said that they lost to Montana in the regular season, felt like they were the better team, got another crack at them in the postseason, and it was a ass, different so. uh, different result. So we'll see if uh, maybe history has a chance of repeating itself here 35 years later. The game also on ESPN3, the big sky promoting it, saying it was the most watched ESPN game. ESPN2. Or excuse me, ESPN2. Very, very big difference. And, yeah, ESPN2, Big Sky promoting it today, saying it was the most watched game on ESPN2 on Saturday. How fun was it having the team and the Dome, the university, the program in that kind of spotlight? Awesome. And, and I give credit to our commissioner. I think uh, Tom Wistersel does an amazing job. And, uh, you know, I know it's not always the best for the fans, but that's such great exposure to have those games on national TV. I, I think with some of these leagues like the Pac-12, you know, and Limbo and stuff, I think that could be a, a window of opportunity. And uh, I think these 7.30 games, you know, they, they get a lot of viewers. You know, you get people who love college football. They can't get enough of it. You know, they're, you're on the East Coast. It's the end of the day. You want to watch one more game. So I think whether they're, you know, maybe some Friday night games or, or Saturday night, I, I think, you know, this year we have two on national TV at 7.30. Uh, you know, I could see us getting our league where maybe we have, you know, six, eight, ten of those games throughout the year uh, on 7.30 slots on national TV. And, you know, that's saying something. You know, again, better better rankings than the AAC game or the Conference USA or Sunbelt games they had that day. Uh, that's a good time slot. So uh, great exposure. I mean, that's a three-hour uh, commercial that, uh, 
you know, I, th- I think they said the average viewers during the game was like 265,000 viewers. And, you know, again, there's a lot of people who watch a little bit and fall asleep or whatever, so it's probably a lot more than that than that game reached. So uh, great, great exposure, uh, you know, throughout the nation for uh, the University of Idaho. Yeah, no doubt about it. Well, our guest today, we've got Caleb Heim, strength and conditioning coach, and we've got Jermaine Jackson as well. Let's start with Caleb. Uh, how important is he and that role to the, the success of the program? You know, the strength coach uh, is critical. You know, and again, he's probably you know, one of the most important people in your program because he touches the, the, uh, the players just so often. You know, the players get a lot of time with their position coach during the, the, the season. But then, you know, dur- during the rules, during the off, because of the rules during the off season, you can't have as much coaching time. There's times where the coaches, position coaches are on the road recruiting. Uh, you know, the strength coach is really with those guys. You know, you know, there's there's a little time in the in the uh, you know in May when they're off. There's a little time over Christmas when they're off. But you know, you look out of the 52 weeks in the year. You know, he's probably with them about 45 weeks a year. So, you know, his role and he touches every player on the team. You know, where even uh, uh, you know the offensive coordinator deals with half the team, the defensive coordinator deals with half the team, the special teams coordinator deals with most. But you know, there's not everybody on special teams. You know, he touches every player on the team. So, a uh, crucial role, and I think he's done a tremendous job. Uh, since we brought him in there in uh, June of uh, 22 and, you know, continuing developing our players. And, uh, you know, it's a process. I think we, we still have uh, work to do to keep getting, you know, more more physical in the trenches, getting stronger, developing our, our young players. And I think we have a lot of, you know, positive things. Even as you watch that game, you'll see a lot of players who are young who played a lot in that football game. Uh, and, again, I think Coach Heim is going to be a big part of continuing to develop those guys. Uh, you know, again, I think him and I are probably the two key, key guys with, you know, keeping to make our program more disciplined uh, and getting that accountability factor that I think is really important in the program. Uh, so uh, just a tremendous guy to have on staff and is doing a fantastic job. And in addition to Caleb, we've got Jermaine Jackson here. It's been a treat chatting with him before on the coaches' shows and the other opportunities that we've had. Uh, how special of a player is he to get a coach? I love JJ. You know, again, he, he's such a great uh, young man. Uh, he's got such great energy. He comes with every day. Uh, likes to compete. Uh, you know, practices hard. Does a great job in the weight room. Does a great job uh, in the off season. Uh, has been a, a great leader for us. Uh, you know, as a team captain. Uh, just a guy who's a joy to be around. And uh, you know, that, that's great motivation. That hopefully we can make a run this year in the playoffs. Because you know, again, we only have uh, four regular season games left. So he, he's definitely a guy we'll miss when he moves on and uh, want to extend this year as long as we can so get more time to coach JJ. Looking forward to talking to those guys coming up. Coach, you've got a, a read to get to. What do we got tonight? Let's talk about the Lataw Credit Union. Why Lataw need a reason? We have so many, we don't have time to list here. So I like this company because a lot of these companies try to list everything. And, you know, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. So it's, I like how they're, they're committed. They don't want to waste our time. They said, come in and see us and they'll share. Okay, we don't need to list them all right now. So Lataw Credit Union, visit them in Moscow, Plumber, Potlatch, or Kendrick. And I appreciate them not you know, making us read all the things they have to offer. Come see them. They'll tell you. And they are presenting sponsor of the Vandal Coaches Show. Well said there, Coach. We'll let you loose for now, and we'll bring you back a little bit later on. Thanks, Chris. Again, that is Jason Eck, the head coach of the Idaho Vandals, here on the Vandal Coaches Show, presented by Late Credit Union. We're coming to you live from the Fairfield by Marriott in Moscow, one beautiful hotel right near the University of Idaho campus. You'll love the experience of the Fairfield by Marriott in Moscow, your place on the Palouse. After this timeout, we'll be joined by Caleb Heim right here on the Vandal Coaches Show on the Idaho Vandals Radio Network from Learfield. 
Looking for a new place to bank? Try Lata Credit Union. Why Lata? Because they offer fast local loan decisions. Because they have a low fixed rate Visa card with no balance transfer fees. Because they offer convenient online banking with perks like the free credit score app where you can check and manage your credit score anytime. Because from U of I to the local high school, they support the same teams you do. Join your friends and neighbors on the Lata Credit Union team today. Find out why Lata. Try Lata. This institution not federally insured. I wanted to do everything I could to remain healthy and also to protect everyone around me. Idahoans are choosing to get the COVID-19 vaccine for a lot of reasons. I chose to be vaccinated to best protect myself and my baby. The biggest worry of a mom who would care for my children if I got sick. I just chose to get vaccinated because it's what you do. I would encourage everyone to get vaccinated because it reduces the risk. Learn more at coronavirus.idaho.gov. Hi, I'm Kelly, and we're the Greens. Here's my husband, Hunter. Hey! Our son, Forrest. Sup? Olive, our daughter. (laughs) Yo, yo, yo! And Grandma Ivy. Check one, two. Is this on? Just like any dynamic family, we need banking solutions that fit our lives. Idaho Central Credit Union is smart banking. Family style. Sorry. (laughs) Join the family at iccu.com slash the Greens. Vandal Nation, Ideal, Idaho's education savings program, is a proud partner of University of Idaho Athletics and an ideal way to save for college. Did you know that it only takes $25 to start an Ideal 529 savings account and you get tax benefits? There's no better time than today to start saving for college expenses for you or for a loved one. Information and a full disclosure statement, including risks, terms, and conditions, can be found online. Please read carefully before investing. IDSaves.org. Go save for college and go Vandals. In sports, the last two seconds of a game can determine the champion. The last two words of a name can have the same impact. At Blue Cross of Idaho, it's the of Idaho part of our name that defines our mission. We are Blue Cross of lifting communities up and fighting to keep healthcare costs down. We're Blue Cross of Idaho, born of the people and places we know best and proud sponsors of the Vandals. Learn more at bcidaho.com. Tonight's Vandal Coaches Show is coming to you live from the Fairfield by Marriott in Moscow, one beautiful hotel right near the University of Idaho campus. Yes, you'll spend a very comfortable and quiet night in one of their guest rooms or suites, then awake refreshed and ready for a free hot breakfast or a swim in the indoor pool and a little workout in their fitness center first. Either way, you'll love the experience at the Fairfield by Marriott, your place on the Palouse. back along with you here on the Vandal Coaches Show presented by Leita Credit Union coming to you live from the Fairfield by Marriott in Moscow. We'd like to thank a couple of our other sponsors of the show like Project Filter. They're Idaho's free resource to quit tobacco or vaping and they are proud to partner with the Vandal community. What if you quit today? You can quit and we can help. Call 1-800-QUIT-NOW or visit projectfilter.org. We'd also like to thank Coke. Tonight's show brought to you in part by Coca-Cola. There's magic when we choose. 
cheer together. And speaking of cheering together, a great turnout at the Vandal Village before the game on Saturday. Make sure to stop by the ICCU Vandal Village on the ICCU Arena Plaza before each home game. There'll be a food truck, beer, a kid zone with a bouncy house, the Vandal store, and more. ICCU will be there loud and proud, handing out awesome Vandal Stadium Cups to all fans. For that's the next game. The first 100 fans who stop by will get a $5 voucher for the food truck. It'll be opening at 11 a.m. before our next home game on Saturday, October 28th. So come on over, come say hi to our friends at ICCU, and get your Vandal party on. Well, now we're excited to welcome in head strength and conditioning coach for the Vandals, Caleb Heim. Caleb, it's great having you back this year. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good, Chris. Thanks for having me. How's year two? How's I know year one, you hit the ground running. What's it like uh, year two compared to year one? Year two is definitely... Uh... It's a lot more comfortable than year one was. Uh, coming in in the summertime in June, uh, it's trying to get to learn a lot of new faces, uh, gain the, the players' trust, the coaches' trust, um, and really just making sure that I don't get in the way and hurt guys during season, uh, stay out of my own way a little bit. Uh, finally having one full off season, uh, I feel like we're in a much better spot. But uh, like Coach said, you know, it's tough sitting up here. Uh, after we get out physical in a game, you know, that, that's a tough one to, to take as a strength coach. I uh, feel like we have a, a lot of progress yet in that, um, but I think we are going to make our biggest step forward uh, on my side of, of things and f- our physical development um, and also just our, our mental approach, you know, uh, uh, when we compete uh, in year two. Year one in the offseason, I think we're still uh, trying to lay that foundation and really understanding what our goals are, how we're going to get there. Uh, so I think when we get to this offseason, I think we're, we're really going to hit the ground running, and that's where you guys are going to get to see uh, the, the biggest progress. Well, that's exciting to think about because I just know kind of going over the roster and seeing some of those weight gains and the guys uh, putting on muscle and physically seeing it on the field, it looked like there were a lot of really encouraging jumps from, uh, from last season through this the offseason and going into this year. Yeah, we've made some decent progress, but uh, I'm not, I'm not going to hang my head on, on where we're at right now. Um, I definitely can't be doing it by myself. You know, I have, I have a very good staff that helps me out. Um, coaches is, is very understanding of what it takes to develop a team, and it's a lot, a lot more than what I just do in the weight room. Uh, my boss, Chris Walsh, uh, he, has a, he has a very good vision and understanding of, of the resources that we need around. Uh, i got to give a shout-out to Francine, uh, our, our sports dietitian. She does a phenomenal job, um, and, and we really uh, take a, a considerable amount of time uh, sitting down and going over each individual player and trying to figure out how we can help them uh, because a lot of times it's not just what happens in the weight room in order for them to develop. And we've been feeding these kids a lot more, teaching them about nutrition, teaching them how to take care of their bodies. So um, it, it's a lot of just embracing the process. And I think the the one athlete that sets the best example is sitting right over here. Um, Any time that, that I'm trying to, to – point out to our guys how they should be taking care of themselves, what their approach should be in the weight room, how they handle and, and are resilient through injury. Uh, he does it better than anybody else. So, Well, that's Jermaine Jackson you're talking about. We are really fired up to talk to him coming up. I, I'm curious about you. Uh, you're busy all the time, but but game day, what does game day look like for you? There's, there's plenty of responsibilities when a, a Saturday Vandal game day rolls around. Yeah, game day is weird. Um, <laughs> it's a... Uh, a lot of just like the warm-up stuff, getting guys ready to go. Um, it, for me, like Coach said, we spend so much time in the process, right? We put so much time in uh, trying to work with these kids and develop them. And, and I'm probably pretty hard on them a lot of times. But when we get out there on game day, it's like 
it, I can't explain the excitement and the joy that I have seeing all that hard work play off for these guys. And it's no different than when I've trained any other team, you know, women's basketball, softball. Um, I, I really enjoy watching uh, our athletes work so hard what you guys don't see and then being able to go out there on game day. And I probably get a little little hyped up, a little energetic on the sideline. You know, I, I love the game and, and I love them seeing, I love watching them enjoy the game as well. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. And for you, I'm curious, I, I'm, the goal is to be bigger, faster, stronger, more agile, uh, have that durability that comes with it. But is there a, a new school versus old school approach when it comes to strength and conditioning? How does that work? I'm very curious because I know there's so much that goes into it and just there's so much information and, and technology that it seems like it's ever evolving. Yeah, it is. There's a there's a lot of different ways to do it. Um, there's definitely not one or two or 10 even right ways. There's a ton of right ways to do it. Um, we, we've recently invested in newer technology that's helped me kind of optimize what, what we're asking our athletes to do. And that's not just football. That's for all of our athletes. So um, that, that's been something that we just got implemented here in August. And, uh, and that's been very beneficial. And we're just scratching the surface with it. But it's taking care of our athletes in season, making sure that what we're asking them to do uh, – it fits with what they're capable of doing that way. So I'll give you an example. Like if JJ, if he had squatted 440 pounds in the summertime for his back squat, well, when we're in season, he's not capable of doing that right now. So we don't base off of that number. We're able to do it off his speed. And so it's just a, it's a way to, to gauge the nervous system and make sure athletes are, are recovered and, and fresh and ready to go. But I think the edge in strength conditioning is, is a lot more than, than what we do inside the weight room. Because like you said, bigger, faster, stronger, everyone should be getting bigger, faster, stronger every year. And you'd be pretty bad at your job, right? It's, it's, it's everything else that goes into it. It's, it's wanting to do extra with the recovery and it's wanting to do more with nutrition. And, and, and coach has a, a way in, in simple terms, it's culture, right? I feel like that's, that's a term that gets thrown around a lot. Uh, different people, you know, ha have different meanings for it. Coach calls it championship behavior, and he's always talking about the the, the right way to do things, um, and, and he's he's teaching guys that. And and my what I learned from from my mentor uh, was the way you do anything is the way you do everything. And so it's a lot more of I think the psychology behind it and just how you approach everything that you do, um, and and that's where you get more gains in strength and size and speed and your body composition improves and because that stuff carries over into how you how you handle things in the film room what you do in the training room when you're injured uh how quickly you recover from injuries so i i think that it's a lot more of of the mindset and your approach to it than it is just the training itself i love it well before we get to jermaine jackson you already heap praise on him what don't we know? What don't we see as uh, in, in this job and all the Vandal fans and everyone out there listening about all the hard work that, that J.J. does and, and puts into it that uh, all goes into, uh, into action on game day? Yeah, I mean, when, when Coach said that it's about 45 weeks a year for J.J., what was it? J.J., you didn't go home in May. I mean, he, he's here all the time. He takes his craft so seriously. He's so dedicated to what he does. And, and really, it's something where you, you, I stand back, and, and I know my staff recognizes it as well, and we're really just in awe of someone who, who loves the game, embraces the process, and it's stuff like that that I think makes football so special when, when the little things, like I said, the, the way you do anything is the way you do everything. When, 
when all of those other things start clicking, you have the success on the field, but that's the stuff that carries over beyond football. That's what carries over to life. And I know that he's going to be very successful in life after football, hopefully a a long career. He's going to play some more ball somewhere. Um, but he's going to be very successful because of those types of things, because of the way that he's kind of molded his, his personal philosophy and how he carries himself. Well, we love hearing that. Appreciate all, all the great work that you do and everyone else is part of the strength and conditioning staff. Thanks for being here tonight and uh, enjoy the bye week. And we'll see you and everyone else uh, at the Dome again on the 28th for that matchup with Montana State. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Chris. Uh, again, that is Caleb Heim, strength and conditioning coach for the Vandal football team. Stopping by here on the Vandal Coaches Show, presented by Late uh, Credit Union. Also, a big thank you to one of our sponsors, Coors Light. Grab a Coors Light, press play on some pigskin, and pause on everything else. Coors Light. Proud partner of your Vandals. Mountain Cold Refreshment, Made to Chill, 2023 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, celebrate responsibly. And also, our host side, every Tuesday night, we're here at the Fairfield by Marriott in Moscow, right in the heart of the beautiful Palouse region. Experience a very affordable and restful stay in their spacious rooms or suites. A delicious hot breakfast is included. The Fairfield by Marriott, your place on the Palouse. We'll be back with Jermaine Jackson after this. Jason X still to come as well here on the Vandal Coach show presented by late uh, credit union on the idaho vandals radio network from learfield great stuff as always that snap that power that rush on the vandals field or on the idaho road Sinclair is here to fuel those moments. Save 10 cents a gallon at participating Sinclair stations with the Dino Pay app. Download it at SinclairOil.com. Everybody wins. Live in the Treasure Valley? Have an interest in starting or resuming your college education? Well, then make sure to sign up at GoVandals.com slash UDLifeMeridian to win an Idaho Vandal koozie and a five-week, one-evening class designed to fit your life for free at UD Life Meridian. Even better, once you enroll in a class, you'll receive $100 and be entered into winning a 65-inch TV. Sign up now at GoVandals.com slash UDLifeMeridian. Are you living in the Treasure Valley and wanting to attend a Vandals game? Or how about your freshman who is missing mom? We have some great news for you. The Pullman Moscow Regional Airport is proud to offer direct flights between Pullman Moscow and Boise. In less than one hour, you can be cheering on the Vandals or knocking on your kid's dorm door. Avoid that long mountain drive by booking your affordable direct flights at alaskaair.com. Pullman Moscow Regional Airport, here to help make your travel easier. Which schools will take home the prestigious Learfield Director's Cup for the 2023-24 college athletic season? You can follow the standings of your favorite school or alma mater at L Director's Cup on Twitter and online at thedirectorscup.com. That's thedirectorscup.com and L Director's Cup on Twitter. Trophies will be awarded in June 2024 to the winning institutions in all competitive divisions. Learfield Director's Cup, the crowning achievement in college athletics. For all those changing diapers, for all those changing jobs, for all those changing last names, for all those changing zip codes, for all those big life changes, you could get health insurance as low as $0 a month. 
Visit yourhealthidaho.org to see all the life changes that qualify you to enroll in health insurance. There are a number of things you should know about kids and cars. Number one, after age six, kids always get to pick the radio station. Number two, even though sippy cups look spill-proof, they always spill. And number three, you have to get the right car seat to make sure your child is safe. Using the right seat for your child's weight and size could save their life. Visit shift-idaho.org slash child safety to find a place that will help with installation and fit. This message brought to you by the Idaho Office of Highway Safety. Chris King back here with you on the Vandal Coaches Show, presented by Leita Credit Union. Leita Credit Union, our presenting sponsor. Why Leita need a reason? We have so many. We don't have time to list here, but come by and see us, and we'll share Leita Credit Union. Visit them in Moscow, Plummer, Potlatch, and Kendrick. We'd also like to thank Pizza Perfection for providing pizzas to our live audience each show, making ordering easy. Download the Pizza Perfection app. We're joined now by standout senior wide receiver Jermaine Jackson. Jermaine, welcome back to the Coaches Show. How are you doing? Thanks for having me. I'm doing well. Well, I want to talk about that feeling. We talked about it with Coach Eck, but what it was like running out of the tunnel. You've played in a number of games at the Kibbe Dome, but having the Dome sold out, it was absolutely rocking. What, what did it feel like seeing that huge crowd and the roar when everyone came out on the field? Yeah, definitely a moment where you just get the chills, like the chills just run through your body. I remember running out with Marcus Harris. We was just, we just ran out together, and we was just like, we was like, bro, look at this, bro. It's crazy to see all these people here, but it was just fun to see all those people there. Thank you, all the people that came out. That was that was a good time, and we appreciate you guys for sure. Well, and I know uh, hoping to see a big crowd again on the 28th for that matchup with Montana State, and then the final home game against Idaho State. So some more opportunities for some some big crowds to be there. Uh, Close game, tight game, went down to the wire, not the outcome the team wanted. How do you feel the team can grow and learn from Saturday's game? Yeah, I feel like it's it's a uh, we take. I took that loss as a learning moment. I think the whole team was taking that as a learning opportunity. You know, getting the, getting the lab this week. You know, it's a good it's a good week to get in the lab and uh, see what we uh, messed up on and correct a lot of our stuff. So, uh, coach talked about like Coach Himes and Coach Eckes talked about like we got to focus on us this week, and I, I think that's what we're doing is a lot this week. Just focus on us, how we can get better, not focus on uh, the next, getting, getting ahead of uh, Montana State, getting to uh, ahead for for that week. But I think it's just important we just focus on us this week. The season, it's a marathon and a sprint at the same time. But no game this weekend. It's the bye. Is that nice, at least at minimum, physically, if not mentally, to have that week off to really gear up for the final stretch of the regular season? Yeah, buys buys are always good. I personally don't like bye weeks. You know, I just I rather just play all 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 games uh, through 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 the whole season. But you know, it's good to get that reset. You know, see we like I said, see what we can correct and you know focus on ourselves so we can uh, see what we can do to get better. Well, I know it was a special moment earlier this year. The Vandals got to go on the road, play a Pac-12 team in Cal, and that is so close to where you grew up. Uh, we were talking during the break. I didn't realize exactly how, grow, how close it is to where you grew up, where you're from in Oakland. Uh, from the from the stadium where Cal plays to, to what is home for you, how far away is that? It's about like 15 minutes, yeah. So, yeah, I was like right in the backyard. It was good to play in front of all my friends from back home. I had to uh, use a lot of tickets that game, but it was fun to, it was fun to see everybody come and uh, show uh, Show support for me, for sure. Tickets are well used, as we could feel that uh, JJ uh, cheering section. And for you, uh, you're a senior, your last go-around in a Vandal uniform. But how much does it mean to you to, to build on last year where the team makes the playoffs, trying to make it back-to-back seasons where they make the playoffs, and, of course, uh, uh, looking to, to, to make a run, make some noise once getting to the playoffs? Yeah, you know, last year's Southeastern, Southeastern Louisiana game, that, that game took a toll on us a lot, you know. 
a lot of sad faces in the locker room after that game. And I feel like that was just motivation for this for this upcoming year, and you know, to propel us forward, see what we could do. And I feel like we got off to a good start, but you know, we had a we took a we just took a loss last weekend. But I think that this loss is, like I said, it's going to help us uh, get better in the future. Well, I don't want to think about you not being in a Vandal uniform, but I know at some point that uh, that is going to be here. It's been so fun to watch you play for the University of Idaho. Uh, we'll start with this part of the question: What what are you studying here, and where are you at academically? So I graduated in. Uh, 2022 uh, with communication degree and minor in psychology, and I'm just uh, taking general study classes right now just to focus on football right now. That's fantastic to have that degree in hand. And uh, when it comes to life after a time in a Vandal uniform, trying to play football as long as you can? Yeah, trying to, trying to see how, long, how far I can take it for sure. That's awesome. Well, I know every Vandal will be rooting for you. And then uh, any thoughts, maybe however long football takes you, uh, what, what to do after that, stay around the game, or any other ideas? Right now it's uh, life's football, and, and every ounce of energy goes towards that. Yeah, I'm definitely going to stay around the game after football. I definitely want to get into coaching one day, probably be uh, probably come coach with Eck or something. <laughs> but uh, definitely stay around the game, get, get into coaching, you know, Probably want to open up my own gym one day and just, you know, give back to the youth and, you know, just help people that didn't have the same opportunity as I had growing up and just, you know, give them a shot. I absolutely love it. And Coach Eck, uh, be on call someday. There we go. That uh, when JJ gets that coaching career started, it's always a pleasure to see you. You got a great smile. I know it's uh, just fantastic to have you as a member of the team. And uh, congratulations on all your success so far. And uh, enjoy that well-earned bye week. And we'll see you and your teammates in action again on the 28th. For sure. Appreciate you guys for having me. Again, that is Jermaine Jackson, standout senior wide receiver for the Vandals, joining us here on the Vandal Coaches Show as we'd like to thank another one of our sponsors, First Federal Bank. Vandal fans looking for a flagship financial institution, check out First Federal Bank, Idaho's community bank of choice. Visit bankfirstfed.com for premier financial solutions and services. And a reminder, Idaho Farm Bureau members get two free tickets to home Vandal football games. All you have to do is show proof of membership at the ticket office the week prior to the game to get your tickets. Idaho Farm Bureau Insurance, proud sponsor of Idaho Athletics. And the Idaho Vandals and Immunize Idaho would like to invite all children 12 years and younger to become a member of the Junior Joe's Kids Club. For just $30, kids will receive a bundle of great Vandal gear, a custom birthday card from Joe himself, free admission to all Vandal games, and more. Visit GoVandals.com slash JJKC to the ticket office the week prior to the game to get your tickets. Idaho Farm Bureau Insurance, proud sponsor of Idaho Athletics. And the Idaho Vandals and Immunize Idaho would like to invite all children 12 years and younger to become a member of the Junior Joe's Kids Club. For just $30, kids will receive a bundle of great Vandal gear, a custom birthday card from Joe himself, 